0: There is something about starting a new business that I absolutely love. I don't know if it's the concept, the idea, the thought of the possibilities. I'm not sure exactly what it is, but it's something about it that does something to me. It gets me going. I'm Latasha Nicole. I'm also known as That Startup Girl. And I work with women to start and grow businesses that are three years old or younger by creating solid foundations, standard practices, and developing multiple income sources to provide resources to create scalability and long-term earning potential. Sit back, take a listen, grab your notebook, and check out That Startup Girl, the podcast, and let's get your business growing, sis. Hey, ladies, welcome back. It is Latasha Nicole, that startup girl, and I've been away for a minute, but we are back. Welcome back to that startup girl coffee and conversations. I'm here to bring you the heat this time. We're here to bring you some resources. I've grabbed a couple of my good girlfriends, and we are going to talk business. I'm coming back today with my girl Fatima Barnes, who is an amazing business coach and strategist and she works specifically with beauty brands helping them to level up in the beauty product industry. She's teaching you how to make money in the beauty industry and make money online without always having to be online. We're talking about systems but what we came here to talk to you today about is business and money. That's why we're here, right? We're in business to make money, to be profitable, to build something that can outlive us and that can go on to take care of us. So today Fatima and I jumped on live on Instagram. So what you're about to hear is a recording that we did live on Instagram. So you'll hear some conversations relating to seeing it on Instagram, seeing it on Facebook, but take a listen to the messages that we're giving. We're giving out some gems here there's some good stuff that we're talking about, about relationships with money and imposter syndrome and how to set your pricing correctly and how to make sure that you are talking to the right room of people and setting your measurable business goals. We're going to drop some tips, y'all. This this podcast, this episode, is good. So make sure to grab a seat, listen in, and enjoy. Talk to you at the end of the episode. Okay, I'm going to
1: add. All right, I see that she. Hey, what's... hey, how are you? Ooh, I need to change this angle. How are you? How are you? Good, good. I hate we're having technical difficulties
0: on Facebook all all days over here. I told everybody that you were having trouble, but I'm still live over here, so they're gonna get like half the conversation over here. So, Facebook, if y'all want to go join on Instagram, you can definitely go over to Instagram, that startup girl, and check the video so you can see both me and Fatima live. See me, okay? Huh? See me.
1: I can see, I can see, you. Oh, and I can hear, okay, got it, I'm trying to get it together, I don't have no makeup on, so I'm definitely using it
0: <laughs> no Talk about what we came to talk about, So we're not going to even trip on the, the
1: makeup. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully they don't care, but they shouldn't care about it, because they're going to get some good information
0: today. Yes, yes, yes. So I'm going to go ahead and introduce myself, and then you can do the okay. same we're on Facebook and both Instagram so hey guys I am Latasha Nicole also known as that startup girl I am a business strategist the CEO and founder of that startup group and I like to say we help people build better businesses want to just address the elephant in the room which I always do at the beginning of the pandemic I broke my y'all and I have not gotten it fixed yet but I am in the process started the process to get this tooth replaced and all that good stuff but as we know, as business owners, the party don't stop. You got to keep
1: <laughs> it. don't stop. Exactly. I'm glad to hear that. I can't wait to see when it's done.
0: Then You ain't going to be able to tell me nothing.
1: <laughs> <laughs> good, good. Well, I'll go ahead and introduce myself. I am Fatima Barnes, and I am a business strategist, and I specifically help beauty brands that are stagnant, Um, raise their rates transform into a premium brand and then build out a marketing machine that allows them to really get sales on autopilot and learn to master sales online um, so that they can kind of then take that success online and do whatever it is that they have for their vision in the future so we're really building brands and businesses that is authentic to them so that is what i do and uh, more about me as well so excited to talk to them today about pricing because as you and i both know pricing is a big 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 topic yeah everybody does not really hit on or, or talk about or understand really what i have learned the importance of pricing yeah um, and that's kind of what we're
0: here to touch on today yes i agree with that 100 percent. i know that me and if you're on facebook just to give a quick housekeeping Fatima is having technical difficulties, so she's not able to join us here on Facebook in the group. So, if you want to hop over to Instagram, that startup girl, we're live over there. So, you can see both me and Fatima in the room and hear what we both have to say. We're just about to get started dropping these nuggets. So, let's. <laughs> so, Fatima, I know me personally, early in business, I was doing business, right? I thought I was doing good. I thought I was really bringing in the customers and I was getting them and all of this. And I was still broke. I was still broke. Right. And, and I, how many people have had that same story? I know most entrepreneurs, maybe some people even listening in have had the same story or are going through the same story. And it's with pricing so that you're pricing appropriately. And it also starts with, I think, understanding the value of what you bring and understanding what it takes to produce what you're giving. Right. To produce what you're selling, the product or the service. And I think that service-based businesses struggle a lot with, mm-hmm. you know, because they don't really know how to price or what to charge for.
1: It's harder to put a value on your time and your expertise and, and understand the value of what you're bringing. So I would say that's the reason why service-based businesses struggle even more. Um, so more so than product-based businesses, because with the product-based business is kind of in your face. I pay. I need to charge more than this. It's a lot more in your face. But when you do have a service to try to put a number on on your time and your value and your expertise, that is usually what gets people stuck, right? Um, and then once you really start calculating that stuff out, you realize that you're actually spending, you know, some people will find they're working for pennies on the dollar as a service based business
0: if they don't understand how to effectively do that. So- mm-hmm. Or one thing I like to tell my client, not even only paying for a dollar, sometimes you end up working for free. You know, <laughs> you work and you've put in a lot of work and it just isn't worth it. And sometimes I've found that business owners, they randomly pick their prices. They don't have any basis. You you know? Yes. Their prices. How much do you charge? $25. Why? Don't None. even know why. Yeah.
1: Don't even know why. Yeah. Um, I would say a lot of that too, there's, there's several reasons why someone struggles to price their products effectively. Right. And I, I've narrowed it down to pretty much four, uh, four reasons why I have. And so also for your, if you, you know, want to repeat it back to your Facebook fam. So one of the reasons that I have found that is that, confidence plays a big factor so confidence in either your product or services and what you have to offer and even if you're confident in what your product is there may be a lack of confidence in your messaging and your positioning and like how you are positioned and presenting what you have to offer to the market so then
0: and now you struggle there um doing that
1: so Mm -hmm. mm mm-hmm
0: over on Facebook so we're having a little technical difficulty in the Facebook group so if you want to listen in over on Instagram go to that startup girl over there both me and Fatima are there and we're just getting into it we're talking about one of the reasons that people are struggling with pricing and the first thing that we both and we both agree on this is confidence confidence in what you're offering and what you're bringing to the table yes and that is the problem if you're not confident you're going to undercharge because you're scared yeah, that's yeah. yes that's exactly
1: that's exactly what it really boils down to. Another reason that I have found is for those who have the if you yourself have never paid that same price or similar for a product or service, you will struggle to charge that so for instance, in the examples for my clients, if you have never paid six hundred dollars for a week and you start selling weeks, you yourself may then have trouble trying to charge $600 for a week
0: because you've never paid that much yourself. or that, mm-hmm. that also goes into imposter syndrome. Why am I good enough to charge $600 mm-hmm. a week? Yep, yep. Confidence. And we oftentimes are our customer, right? Our target customer or our ideal customer. So I know we look at stuff and we say, would I pay this much for that? If not, this, would I? Exactly.
1: And that's why you kind of got to learn to take yourself outside of it because, you know what I'm saying? Like, at the end of the day, if you're going to ask someone to pay that kind of money, you do need to show that you're confident in spending it for yourself. Like, as a coach, if I have never would have paid for coaching myself, um, especially at the rate that I've paid, it would be much harder for me to charge the prices that I charge because, again, you have this this inherent uh, fear or this inherent, like, you know, deep down inside, you've never paid that much. So it feels unethical in your mind to charge what you actually should be charging because you yourself have not been paid for that. So that's where a lot of people
0: struggle um, with that as well. I agree with that one too. I think that not paying it yourself, not understanding the value in it because you've never paid it yourself because there is a difference. There is a difference between a six hundred dollar wig and a three hundred dollar wig and a thirty five dollar wig. But right. if you're thirty five dollar wig range you don't understand six hundred dollar wig. It doesn't sound right to you. So right. step yourself up, step your game up, play in the room that you want to be in.
1: Exactly, exactly. Um, another thing that i've noticed is, and you you touched on this briefly, but a lot of times our relationship with money, especially as women is <laughs> it it definitely hinders us in charging what we should be charging for the prices that we should be charging because A lot of times, like you said, we don't feel like we deserve to charge certain things. We feel bad about it. We second guess it. We feel bad about wanting money, desiring money, um, wanting money to help us create the life that we want to create. Now, there's a conflict there in our mind that's keeping us from saying, okay, let me charge what I should be charging because really you're uncomfortable in your own relationship with money. So that does play a
0: part in being able to charge the rates. Definitely love that one as well. As far as being uncomfortable, and as women, we are helpers. We want to, help. we want to help. I was listening to a podcast. I forgot who it was, but the the, the host of the podcast says we got to stop thinking we're to help. We're to help the help, mm. the help to aid properly. You know what I mean? You're not to help. You are here if you started a business. If you are in business, you are in business to make money. If you're not in business to make money, give it away. And there was a, um, I forgot his name, but he said either you decide to charge for it or you decide to give it away. But you can you can decide that. It decides- you decide charge a price, but you're really giving it away. Like mm-hmm. you free, that's You may as well not put a dollar sign. Right, and let's talk about
1: that too, because if, as we elaborate that, one of the things that we want to understand that people really understand is if you're not making money, it's just a really expensive hobby. I mean, like- will tell you that <laughs> exactly and uncle sam don't play about that you keep if you have a business for so long and it's not making profit and you keep going to file in taxes and stuff after so long they're going the government don't even play about that like at some point they're gonna say this is a hobby you don't want to you don't want to fall in that line of having a hobby like get comfortable with with charging and making money and if that's not what you want you can have a hobby that's okay you don't have to be in business if there is a fear of charging what you should be charging to stay in business to grow a business and sustain and that's the biggest thing even some people charging enough they're charging enough to break even and they're not charging enough to grow sustain
0: build upon that I want to touch on that really quickly because I just had a conversation the other day. So if y'all don't know, I just got married last month. Hey, check me out. Correct. And my husband is actually an accountant. And we were talking about some numbers for my business. And one of the points that he made was, do you want to make some money or do you want to make a certain amount of money? And know that at first we just want to make some money. We don't even set goals in the business sometime at the beginning. We're just out here and we're like, I sell this. You put up an open sign. People are coming by, and at the end of the day, the money that you're making and the work that you're putting into it is not enough to sustain you or to your business. And we get people who want to quit their jobs and run their businesses, but you don't know what that takes, and it does really take. You have to be strategic, financially right. to cover that loss of income from your job. Right,
1: right, and that's another thing too. Honestly, Natasha, I make my clients from day one, in the beginning, we're setting, I, I make them get really honest about what is that, what does that amount look like for you, ideally, monthly, weekly, yearly, you know, all of these different things, what, does? That, what is your number, and be honest with yourself about what that number is, because if you especially want to quit your job, how you just bought that up, you yep. better Number that again not only just accounts for the business, but also your household and the things that your it takes your household to run. And so you definitely have to think about exactly what you gotta be clear on what that number is
0: because if you don't know what that number is, how can you work toward that? Let me go bring people over. So Facebook, we're having a little bit of technical difficulty over here. Go ahead and jump on Instagram at that startup girl, and you can catch both me and Fatima. We're getting into it, y'all. So make sure to hurry up and go over to Instagram. I'm refreshing the laptop, too, trying to see if it'll get it. Try the iPad, too. I'm like, I'm they coming. I see them coming over here when we say it, so that's good. But, yes, if you, with any goal, right, any goal, you have to have a number. It has to be measurable. I know we've heard about SMART goals specifically, and that specific, it's measurable. If you can't measure it, how can you work towards it? How do you know when you've hit the goal? And you have to know to I know I was speaking to a mutual client that you and I have. She and I were talking about setting your pricing and building your business so that it's sustainable and that it gives you assets. Mm-hmm. You want Assets in your business, you gotta know what your number is. You gotta know I tell my out of bed number. How not getting out of bed for does it not make sense to do? Right. Because like I could have just stayed asleep, especially with the cost of gas nowadays, like <laughs>
1: <laughs> and you don't want to you don't want to start a business either that begins to feel like you've started a, a, another employee for yourself right like you want to be a CEO you want to think in that space and so if it doesn't make us if it doesn't make financial sense either what is the point you know you can, you can do it as a hobby you can have a non profit there's so many other ways that you can that you can give exactly but if it like you said if it it doesn't make sense to get out of bed to work toward then you might want to evaluate where do i do i want this to be a hobby or do i want this to actually be a business and then you need to be very clear as to what you want this business to help you accomplish and what you want this business to help you pursue and and that is and that is the missing link where we're such great strategists and coaches because we really nailed this down with our clients there are not everybody doesn't do that you know what i'm saying like i've learned that everybody is not breaking this down so what's happening is our clients or potential clients that come to us after the fact and you and i have talked about how we usually get a lot of clients who've already tried other people or tried these different things and now they're coming back to us um and so one of the things that i've i noticed was a common denominator is someone else will show them these numbers Ooh, i i made a million dollars in my business last year like you you should work with me or i made 10 10k this month and they're showing them these numbers and they're flashing these numbers but they are not breaking down for them what this number really, really means, and what goes into this number, and what does it entail because yeah you might you might have grossed that much, but are you going to teach these people as you're teaching them how to make it, are you also going to teach them how to sustain it, how to price it for them how to make sure that they are going to grow
0: agreed and one thing that I wrote in my notes and that I said this morning is we have to talk about the difference between income and profit because they are not the same not. My former clients was telling me and I I think I shared this with you, Fatima, how they made two hundred thousand dollars a month in their business. But they were because they were making two hundred thousand dollars a month in their business. And that's what they were telling everybody. But on the back end, they were spending two hundred and fifty thousand dollars a month in their business. And that tells you that the pricing ain't right. You you're wrong. You are and when you're planning, either what you're selling is not being sold at the right price, the amount of time that it takes you to do it is not at the right price, what you're some, who you're selling it to is not at the right price, because all of those things do matter. A and- death, and underestimating how long it will take you to do something. I've had coaches before tell me. Say yes and figure out how to do it after you say yes. So tell the client you could do it and then figure out how to do it after you already get the client and get the money. Well, okay. So I got this client. I charged them $100 to do something, and I didn't know how to do it, right? So I wasn't proficient or efficient in what I was doing. So I got that $100, and that $100 sound great. But then it took me $200, 200 hours to do this for the yeah. client I really made. <laughs> It's funny that you say that because that just goes into like being
1: ethical as well in your pricing practices, right? Because we, a lot of people are not being ethical in their pricing. It's even if whether you're a service based business or a product based business, right? So for instance, you know, taking anybody money for the sake of a dollar is also just as detrimental as being priced wrong as well, because if you're not very, very clear in who you even want to serve in the best way that you can serve them. And you and I talk a lot about that. And you start just taking money just for the sake. Now this person buys your product or they, they use you for their services. They don't get the best experience. You made a dollar out of it, but now you look at the rep it could have caught co- it could cost your reputation it could you know what i'm saying like so that's another thing about being aligned in what it is that you are you're doing as well and being very crystal clear in that so that you understand too a part of pricing that people don't talk about too is understanding when to turn things down and being very clear in that as well and that also goes back to your relationship With money because if you know that you will always have what you need and you will be provided for and money if you really believe that you also will be you will be ethical in what you accept because I turn people down all the time like somebody on here I, I don't know if she's still on here but there's a couple of people that I've gotten on the phone with and I've said like I don't think that we're a good fit at this time I cannot help you in the capacity that you're looking for or I don't think that you're ready so sometimes You got to be careful about just accepting anybody's money, too, because all
0: profit or revenue ain't good profit or revenue as well. That's exactly what I was going to say. Like, all money is not good money and all relationships are not good relationships. And sometimes you can say no. It is okay to say no. That's not my area. That's not what I do. Because if, to your point, if you take someone's money for something that you do not know how to do, they can ruin your revenue before you even get started and it's not worth it and mm-hmm. then i want to speak on in this same vein is to your point as well is operating out of desperation so when you price out of desperation or when you take customers out of desperation you're generally not making the best decisions. you're mm-hmm. just to get something instead of nothing right but may not be something good for you it's not a good fit for you and where you are in your business and where you want to go in your business Mm -hmm. exactly exactly that is so key
1: um a lot of people price out of i call it emotional based pricing too so you have the desperation side where i just want to make money like again not in alignment for what what you need to be starting your business for in the first place Mm -hmm. but then there's this other side to it where they're so emotional about the decision of pricing because there's no data, no facts. Like you said, just guessing. Well, you know, I paid 10. I'm going to charge 20. Mm-hmm. What is the problem with that? And this is why that's a problem. Have you considered the cost that it actually cost you to operate your business have you considered what it costs you to put back into your household and put back into the business what other expenses that you have what other things that you have to do I think people don't realize that it's more to pricing than just how much I paid for it and I'm just going to charge a little bit more than that like you have not considered all the other expenses that goes
0: into your business not just the product itself Agreed. Let me check over, and then I want to let's elaborate on that piece. So we're mm-hmm. having some technical difficulties. Make sure to go join us over on Instagram at that Startup Girl. Both me and Fatima are there. You can hear us both and get all the gems going back over Instagram. So I want to talk about that point that you just made, Fatima, about the things that go into the back end of your pricing. Oof. So can we talk about some of the things that people, and I'll, I'll throw a couple and you can chime in okay. when they're pricing. Mm-hmm. So use someone who does um, events, for example, right? So you're planning a party mm-hmm. and you're going to need tablecloths and you'll need dishes and all of those things for the party. But what you forgot is the time that you had to prepare at home, those hours that you the pricing for the tablecloths and the cups and all of those things that you needed the gas that you had to take to get there the help that you'll need to help you carry this stuff in the after the event that you got to break down mm-hmm. hours on the back end that's two hours on the front end and all you charge for was the three hours of the event right
1: and, and then not only that too you can take it a step further too and say what about the systems that you used To do the business right like your website what about your marketing all of these things go into your your bottom line of what you should be priced at you don't just stop at the cost of the tablecloth, or you know whatever or in my my instance maybe for some of my clients you don't stop at that the lashes may have cost you three dollars right you have marketing, you have advertising, you have branding, you have those little, what I call those sunken costs that you don't think about that really matter. The fact that you did a photo shoot for this, you know, <laughs> ship it. you got it because shipping is not free regardless of for anybody. No, nope, There's no such thing as free shipping. So you're either paying for that so that your customers can have free shipping or they're paying for it, but it still needs to be calculated some way, shape, or form in your bottom line. What about when you have sales? What about, do you have a cushion for that in your pricing so that if I have a sale, am I still profitable, right? Like all of these things go into pricing. So that's why you can't be emotional and you can't just say, well, I don't want to charge too much. Well, it, it just costs me. You, like you say, you got to think about your time and all of these other
0: factors that go into it. I agree. I agree, and the, I don't want to charge too much. That's definitely a lack of confidence. And what you will realize, especially for women, I, I do not tell you to overcharge um, without adding the value to it. But I do uh-huh. charge your work, and mm-hmm. charge. You're going to deliver something of the value that you are charging.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Or and I have seen this to be true. Whatever your first thought is on your pricing, you're probably undercharged by three times.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: If you go up three times on that same item, someone in the right space will buy it from you. Right. properly produced and properly presented because your presentation matters as well. Mm-hmm. Exactly. The cost too. Mm-hmm. Exactly.
1: Uh, that's why I tell my clients all the time, yes, charge what you're worth, but you got to be able to back it up. To ethically price that, and justify that you gotta back it up and i think that that is a big problem that people have too sometimes where you have the people that's charging probably what they should be charged at from a technical standpoint and but they're comparing you know yeah. they're comparing it to well nike and and all of these big companies are priced here you can pay me but then i look in like i say you don't have systems you don't have a website you don't have like all of this stuff is not matching and so that the was- math your potential customers because you haven't put the same kind of effort in that they're putting into their business and you don't have to be a million dollar brand to be able to back that up to back up the pricing and give them the value in which they're getting out of it so again it goes kind of to that ethics piece like even if you do go you got to bring the value to why you charge it. so like for in my instance um i work with a lot of people who are doing relaunches and rebrands right And a big piece of that is because you're now transforming to a premium brand, you've got to now be priced premium. And so your brand has to look the part, feel the part, the experience has to be the part, the systems, all of these different things have to now be up leveled to then justify your increase in prices. But you will have people that will pay because I have clients all the time that's like, you sure you want me to, I I can charge $39.99 for some shampoo? And I'm like- watch me, trust mm-hmm. you can. And the, they talk because they sell out and they're like, wow, like I just never knew I would be selling a bottle of body wash for $30 and people would pay for it or $40 and people will pay for it. But when you can back
0: it up, people will pay. Because the one thing that we will know that we both know and that I'm sure uh, most people here know, and if you don't look at yourself, people will pay for what they want. It does not matter how much it costs. People will pay for what they need. So don't sit there and say, I don't want to charge too much. No, you need to charge appropriately with what it takes to produce what you're producing and the value that you're bringing. I had a a client of mine who was kind of a coach of mine as well at one point, and she was telling me how I could do something. I knew how to do something, right? And this is something for you too, Fatima, probably everybody here. You know how to do something, and you know how to do it well. So it only takes you ten minutes to get that done, and so you're scared to charge because it's only gonna take you ten minutes to do it. However, the person that wants you to do it, it will take them five hours to do it. So them paying you is well worth it for them because you have to look at that cost benefit analysis. Right. So you don't don't just look at the ten minutes. Look at the time it took you to learn how to do that. Years. <laughs> <Here. laughs> Degrees, it took $100,000 in student debt. It took courses and cosmetology school, all of that to learn how to do this. And all of that is not just 10 minutes. That all goes into your pricing. So think about, as Fatima said, we're gonna just give a couple tangibles for real. Your internet service that you gotta have, your computer that you gotta buy, your cell phone or telephone bill that you need to have, that domain name that you need to buy, That insurance that you need to buy, that coach you got to pay, all are part of your cost. So when you're pricing, think about if you charge $25, that's not enough to pay your coach. That's not enough to pay your coach. I don't know about you, Fatima, but ain't nothing over here $25. Okay. And not only that,
1: try to, this is the biggest thing with that too, if you say you want to make 5K a month, 10K a month, even 15 and beyond K a month, but you you think that you're not going to need a coach to make that happen or some type of strategies or some kind of expert, because even if you get to that, you need somebody to help you strategize how to con- retain that, to keep that going, to sustain that as well. So all of that plays a big part in that aspect of it as well, because if you cannot retain that, that's the one thing I just talked about the other day of like going viral and all these different, these fluffy kind of things that people want to do, but then they don't have anything in place to sustain that and to keep that going consistently. It does not matter if you did it one month or two months and you can't
0: do it again. It's, is out and this is these are those are vanity metrics right that's what we mm-hmm. like you know? metrics yep all these people I just made a comment today I was talking to a client about going to a conference and you go to a conference you know conferences to be a vendor at an expo the it costs gonna cost you a couple thousand dollars mm-hmm. what do you need to do to recover that money so as with anything you have to have a strategy you have to have a way to we talk about clients, and I know you and I both. I think you probably your clients probably are a little bit past this, but clients that are actually physically making their own product at home—you cannot sustain a high level of business making your own product because you can only don't. Fall.
1: Girl, I'm just—I'm trying not to react to that because that is—that's
0: a big one. <laughs> but, we... When you really think about it, and, it, and there's nothing wrong, I say, start. I'm that startup girl, so I work with people who are literally zero to three in business, and they're in that startup phase, and you have to start somewhere, but it's the mindset. You start here at home, but you're thinking long term. You're thinking. Get out your kitchen with this how to stop being the one to do it because there's also a difference between having a job and having a business and you don't want to have to work 24 hours a day to produce what you're producing you want a system in place and that's just going to cost you some type of way and that's something you need to consider girl
1: you just preach like somebody need to pass you the plate because and i think one of our mutual clients is on here so she probably heard me fussing about this recently to some of the people on my call because I think I said I'm going to start asking that question too before a lot of people come to me with this this attachment to saying that they made it out of their house mm-hmm. want 5k a month 10k a month so math a month and I'm and and I always say to them how's that premium
0: mm-hmm. how
1: is that going to give your clients a premium how can you do that forever
0: mm-hmm. how-
1: you sustain that when the volume comes. Will you be ready for that? We're trying to get you to think beyond where your current circumstances are. Because making it out of your kitchen is great if it's your hobby and if it's just something you're doing or you're just starting out. But at some point, if your goal is to be in Target, is not going to wait for you to make a thousand of them products out of your kitchen. It- Walmart.
0: And if your goal, so that's part of it, right? If your goal is to be in Walmart or to be in Target or to be on Amazon, start out making it at home. Master that recipe, right? Master that recipe. Price it accordingly, and we can help you figure out all the things that you need to do to price it accordingly so that you can get some help. You know what you start by yourself. We all start by ourselves. We all have an idea. It all starts as I know how to do this. I learned how to do this. I can do this, and I'm gonna do this. And we get out there and we start money doing this. But right. what when you get put in front of a stage where now that one thing that you do really well, you're only doing it by yourself with no systems in place, and you get put in front of a stage and somebody want to order a hundred of them from you.
1: You okay, so can't sustain you. Now they disappointed because it's waiting. It's taking you 30 weeks to get them fulfill all of those orders now you can't make it right because you've been making it in these small batches for so long and you have not really measured it down and narrowed it down like how to even duplicate that on a larger scale because it may not be as simple as saying well if it took me this much to make this batch i'm gonna just triple that or double that it may take more than that you don't know how the formula then changes. Not only that, a lot of these, a lot of times, if you're, you got to also think about. Uh, here's another piece of that that people don't think about, but the legal side to that as well. If you are, you're not a a doctor or a licensed esthetician or something like that. You're not a dermatologist, and so sometimes you're just mixing sugar and and all together and selling it or whatever the case may be. And then again, you haven't considered the shelf life for that. You haven't considered so many other factors that go into that piece of it. Again, that won't work for a retailer if that's your goal. Now, if that's somebody's goal to kind of stay small, then that's fine. We talked about that being a hobby. But if you are trying to take it up here, like you cannot think in you're thinking like a small business and that's where you will stay. You need to already start thinking like a large business and a large business is not pricing their products thinking about somebody else's budget they're not their products worried about if you trying to serve everybody that's not in their target market and everybody else's budget that's not how a large business is operating and it's not to you you should be thinking in that way now not mm-hmm. wait
0: get there because you won't get there with that and you can't necessarily think about the people that are around you right now the people that are circle they may not be able to afford your price and they may say that you're charging too much well those are not your customer and i'm going to talk a little bit about that what i always say about finding your ideal customer and your target customer because there is a customer out here that will what your product is worth you just have to be in the right rooms for that so do pricing based on what your cousin down the street said that they uh, the one thing about that is, is that they may buy from you once, but they're not going to sustain your business. You want to a product that creates value and that people want and that they need, and they know that they want it, and they know that they need it. I love to tell my clients, you want to be, like, just position yourself where the person that needs what you have is coming to find you, mm-hmm. right? Certain things, I'm sure everybody on this live has bought, and they didn't care what it cost. Didn't matter. It was what oh. they when we go to the doctor, the doctor tells you that you need X Y Z medicine. You going right over there and you buy. it. you're not saying, "Ooh," I mean, unless it's a true thing that you can't afford. But if you're going over there, you're not like, "Ooh, this this um this medicine that's gonna save my life is three dollars more than this medicine." No, you gonna get what's best for you. You know, and exactly. it's about that one. That's why medicine and the medicine medical world is overpriced because they're not thinking about what the customer can afford they thinking about what is needed what it takes and what the value of it is and if it's going to save your life you don't care exactly exactly and if you can
1: communicate to who you're trying to communicate it to exactly how you solve their problem it doesn't matter the industry it doesn't matter the product it doesn't matter the service if someone has a problem and you can crystal clearly communicate that and make it clear you can show proof that this is your problem and i can solve it right your messaging people will pay but like you said this is another thing why you have to start thinking you have to start thinking Bigger when you have a business because you cannot just think about your cousin down the street and all the people around you in your space right now, like you said. But that's also emotionally basing your pricing off of what you think someone's budget is instead of what it actually needs to be. And then focusing on getting that message super crystal clear and then communicating that to directly to those Who need to see it you so many people get so focused on it and i actually plan on talking about this soon but like oh my family and friends won't support me this and this and that and i think that's twofold on the one hand most of the time your family and friends probably aren't your target market and there are some shady people in your life let's just face it that's just gonna be a hater and we're not worried about them right on the other hand of that all of them may not be your ideal customer that's just bottom line So they may not be your ideal customer. And this is why both of us work with our clients on like, let's get super clear on where you, who you're going to serve, because that's who we're thinking about. Yep. Forget the rest. So if it happens to be a family member or a friend, great. If it doesn't, we're not worried about that. Right? So that's that aspect of it but then the other side of that is a lot of times there's a sense of a sense of entitlement as well that we got to take accountability for that assumes that just because it's us and they know us that they gotta buy from us right we have done nothing to uh, and when you have done nothing to show them why they should even support you in the first place, right? You haven't shown them that you support yourself and that you are taking your business seriously. You also got to understand that, no, you cannot compare them to, you cannot say, well, they would go to Sephora and buy it there. Sephora has their marketing, branding, this, that. At least show some kind of effort with what you can now that you actually care about the experience in your business instead of thinking just because I got a product and I'm going to throw it out there. You are supposed to buy.
0: One quick thing. Facebook, we're having some technical difficulties over here. Go ahead and jump on the the That Startup Girl Instagram page to hear the full conversation with me and my girlfriend Fatima. We over here dropping gems about setting your profitable, profitable pricing and selling it to the right people. I'm hopping back over to Instagram, so join us over there. So, to your point, Fatima, definitely the right person, right? Our families, they will, like I said before, they'll buy from you the first time, but they're not going to sustain your business unless you give them a reason to sustain your business. And Mm -hmm. a reason to pay your costs. As a business owner and as a business coach myself, I don't ask for discounts. Your price is your price. And I am going to pay your price. And if someone does not want to pay your price, they are not your customer. They, I'm going to say it one more time. They are not your customer. And, you know, again, setting your price in tone with or in line with what you're bringing to the table and what can sustain you. One example that I love to use, I've been using it a lot lately, is there are there's Gucci, right? And there's the Dollar Tree. Gucci is rich and so is the Dollar Tree. The family that owns the Dollar Tree. There we go. Gucci only has to sell one bag to make a thousand dollars. The Dollar Tree has to sell a thousand to make a th- you know, to make a thousand dollars. So you have to decide how hard do you want to work as well. Mm-hmm. Do you sell one once a month and make a thousand? Or do you want to have to get a thousand sales to make a because th- that- that's a different level of work. It's a different level of doing things. So that that's important as well. There's nothing wrong with having a high ticket item and selling one $10,000 item once a month. Mm-hmm. or do you want one client to pay you $10,000 or do you want to have to get 10 clients to pay you $1,000 to make mm-hmm. sense for you, what you sell, your audience, and your strategy? Right. And that goes, that really goes back to
1: being, like we said, being super crystal clear in in how you want your business to run. What do you want it to look like? What do you want it to look like future tense and then reverse engineer it back? Because again, if you want, if you are okay with having less customers, being a lot more exclusive, then you need to be priced in that way as well. If you are okay with um, having less, you know, like having to work and get more to then serve, you know, then you got to think about that as well in your business model. So that's why people have to really sit with themselves and say, what am I actually, what do I actually want? That has so much more to do with pricing than what you think, but what most people have been told to do or what they feel or how most people are really teaching them how to operate in their business is again, just like winging it, you know, like no thought process to the future, no thought process to the overall strategy, because in my case, I don't have court, I don't do cheap courses. I really don't do cheap courses like that every now and then, like a certain, if it solves a very specific, because me, I would much rather in my business model work with a small group of more intimate setting um, where it's a different level. It requires a different level of my particular clients. And so I don't work with everyone because I like it to be at this level, but I thought that through and that plays a factor in my pricing and in the way that my business is set up and ran appropriately. So a lot of, for my, a lot of clients, I a lot of my clients, I tell them like, do, if you want to be affordable for everybody, then you got to go through a whole nother different strategy. And first of all, you're going to need another coach because oh. I you mean, <laughs>
0: So, this is the thing I want to touch on what you said too is that there's evolution in business, mm-hmm. and we have to start somewhere, right? Mm-hmm. So, you learn who you want your customer to be. As, as our mutual client will tell you, uh, and that's April from Fresh Step, she'll say all the time, Your business is going to teach you what you need to know. Yes, I tell my clients that all the time. <laughs> teach you what you need to know. You will start off with your business, and you will start off. And what you'll also learn is that your clients that pay the least expect the most from you, Mm -hmm. the most from you. They require the most hand-holding. They they complain the most. The people that understand the value of what you are bringing, they're not looking to complain. They're looking for how you can help them solve the problem that and that's with anything. If you if you sell a hair care product, if you sell a service-based business, if you own a party planning company, your client who paid you to throw this party, they don't want to micromanage you. They want to pay you your money and you come in and you make this party easy and they can hang out with their friends. So you just you can charge whatever you want because they want to party with their friends. Exactly. They don't have to watch you and monitor you. They want to trust that you are doing what you're doing. So part of Even your pricing, again, we go back to bringing the value, bringing the trust factor, making your client comfortable enough to trust you and understanding that stuff like what we're doing right now, jumping on this live, this is taking our time out of our day to come in and support. And this is all, we won't kid you at all. We want to give you guys this information, but this is all part of relationship building so that you all know what we're talking about. And this while we're talking to you we can't be doing something else so we've had to already put cushion in our pricing times like this where you're not physically working with a client or you're not physically making your product so that we always everybody wants to talk about residual income and making money while you sleep well there's a strategy for that that doesn't just mm -hmm. it doesn't just happen so you have to think about all of that. What, what, what? Again, why you, why you're doing what you're doing? What you want to happen? What you want your business to look like? What you want your bank account to look like? And reverse engineer it, just like you said, and be realistic. Mm-hmm. be realistic. and we go back to, you cannot make it's. No, I'm not gonna say you cannot, but it's very unlikely that you will make twenty thousand dollars a month making cookies in your kitchen by yourself. I don't know. I don't know, so you have to think about that. If you want to make cookies in your kit, do you want to make cookies in your kitchen, or do you want to make twenty thousand dollars a month? Yes. Yeah, and- you gotta
1: choose. Either you have time or money, or or both. Right? right. You gotta, you gotta you either can pay to yep. help, or you can scale it up and find someone else who can do that whole process for you. But you cannot. You gotta choose. Do you have time, or do you have money, or do you have both? Because you if you work a full time job and you wanna see twenty K months, I would like to see how you can pull that off when you get the kind of orders you need to then yep. do. Um yeah. and that's another thing. Like you it's also it's also in your best interest to be priced effectively as well, because for for instance, I use an example with a lot of uh, in my master class actually, but with also a lot of my clients that If when they're priced right, like, so say you're, you're making $5 in revenue, right? Not profit per item, right? Do you know you got to have 500 sales in a month to get 5,000, just $5,000, just 500 sales. And I always tell them at the rate that you're going now, Mm -hmm. how feasible is it for you to fill 500 orders, get 500 sales at the rate that you're going now?
0: As, and you fill the order not just make the product you have to fill the order which means you have to make the product you have to package the product you have to take it to the post office you have to print the label you have to ship it you have to send the invoice all of those steps we cannot forget about all of those steps when we're talking about pricing thing that oh that's good that's a good time you know we've been on here for almost an hour already like <laughs> no. yeah i'm just saying like it's true though like i
1: tell them i'm like so at the rate that you're priced, can you sustain? Can or do you think you're ever going to see five thousand dollars a month? Mm-hmm. Five thousand dollars a month in business. Let's
0: just face it; it's good, but it's it's not. It's it's real. If it, if your business is your main source of income, five thousand dollars a month will not take you very far because then <laughs> you your bills, your business bills, your household bills, and somebody else that is supporting you or helping to support you, that $5,000 will go really fast. Because again, in business, we also have so many things that we forget that we even pay for a month. We okay. sign $10 a month. This 115 $15 a month. This one $7. And all of that stuff is coming out every month. Every month before you even think about it. Just like Netflix. Netflix and came out or in business, we use MailChimp. Or think about like Square or payment processing. those all, all things. But they charge, they going to take their fee, They 3% out of every dollar that you bring in, which is why a lot of business owners try to use Cash App and Zelle. We, we, that's a whole other conversation for us. But if you're going to be in business, you have to calculate all of that. You know, you're not going to get $500. When you sell $500, that $500 is not yours. You it's not. You got to put back into the business. And even in that example,
1: I say, okay, so even in that example, by the say you make that five thousand dollars, you got the five hundred sales. Think about how much manpower it takes to generate. Think about how much you're going to spend in marketing and advertising to be able to sell to and attract five hundred customers. To mm-hmm. them, so you got to be in front of at least ten thousand customers of your ideal customer with perfect solution, damn near perfect, like perfect messaging, perfect positioning, like branding got to be on point you pretty much got to be damn near perfect to get in front of 10,000 people at that rate to then make a purchase from you so you got to think about by the time that's over with you're in the negative and and I'll use me as an example to kind of help some of the people that are watching out i had a six figure beauty brand years ago and was broke was broke because I was doing a lot of the things that we're telling you guys to do now. And that's the same mistake. And one of my clients, when we worked with her and we we go through the pricing calculator or whatever, I, I have like a real, you know, pricing thing that we use to account for that. But one of the things that one of my clients realized when we went through it, she was, if she would have had the same sales that she had that previous three months, she left $30,000 on the table. Mm-hmm. we were, and see exactly how much she she left $30,000 on the table all because she wasn't priced right and she was in a negative. And if she would have been priced effectively, she would have had $30,000 more that she would have made from that. Just understanding how to effectively and why you're supposed to price your products this way. So this is why I have a problem with coaches and people out there that focus so much on I can teach you how to make the money. I can teach you how to make the money. And then they come to me like much like myself, my first coach, you know, she taught me how to, you know, turn my beauty brain around and make the money. But oh, was she not teaching me just how important these kind of concepts were? And so what happened was I was broke and my accountant cussed me out and was like what are you like you cannot do this and i was like how am i I i'm so happy about all these sales that i'm getting but how am i broke so that is why i learned the hard way oh
0: it's so much more that goes into this that i didn't know i was right there because one thing talking about how am i broke there are also people who are not looking at their numbers you know (laughs) you made last month you don't even know and I'll use myself this is an example for me about three years ago when I relaunched my business I've been an entrepreneur for about 20 years but three years ago I relaunched my business kind of on a whim getting my life back together and people were paying me through Zelle through Cash App through Square so money was coming all kinds of places and it was going in all these accounts and I was spending it just as fast as I could bring it in fast <laughs> I get an alert that say you got $30 I go to the store and I spend 29 and I'm not calculating these numbers at the end of the month. So you you don't know how much you're making for real. If your money is not coming to some place where you're looking at it, and it goes back to what we talked about before, about that relationship with money, mm-hmm. it's because you're scared to see what your money is or you know that you're really not sustaining. Like you're constantly on that rat reel. You have to wait for your next sale to make your next purchase. And we want to get out of that. You can help but after that, you want to get out of that. You want to be able to replicate what you did. If you had, a, if you can make five thousand dollars, you need to figure out what system you use to make that five thousand dollars, and how can you double that? How can you double it?
1: That is that is so key.
0: Yes. How can you double it? How can you triple it? Because how can you hire help if you're not if you don't have enough money you to know. do. If your product is not right. Yes, you can get your cousin in the kitchen. Your kids can help you. Your husband, he loves you and he'll help you. But how long is that going to last? Sustainability. Mm-hmm. Sustainability.
1: I think the biggest thing this boils down to, though, too, um, is that business is business. Mm-hmm. And a, lot of, a lot of times we're super emotional in, in the business space. We don't look at the data. We don't look at the numbers. We don't look at that side of business. And again, we talked about the vanity metrics, but for a lot of people, they're focused on those kind of metrics and those kind of metrics, they're worried about the wrong things. They haven't thought about what's a conversion rate. And so, um, and for those who are listening, that's the, the based off the number of people who've actually visited your website or even if you're at a pop-up shop, stopped at your booth or whatever, how many of those people took a certain action that you're looking for? What does that percentage look like? And so if you don't understand those numbers...
0: Let's pause on that, too, because what you do want to tell people, and I tell my clients this all the time, you have to know that generally it's going to be 20%. If you get 100 people to go, 20 of them might, might, you know what I mean? But 20 that number. So understand, just like you gave the example, you got to get in front of 10,000 people to make 500 sales, you know? Exactly. If, you,
1: if you're making $5 in revenue on each sale, you got to be in front of 10,000 people because only 20% of those 10,000 and that that's what I mean with that emotional thing too because a lot of times people are in their feelings because they're worried about the wrong numbers they're worried about how many followers that I'm getting on my page how many people like and how many following how many commenting and as you can see we both have pretty successful businesses and we don't have 10,000 followers on our page right mm-hmm. so like They're worried about those kind of metrics as we call them vanity metrics. That's the wrong metric. You're paying brand ambassadors. You're cutting into your, Oh, let me talk about that. (laughs) that Oh, you are paying brand ambassadors or giving away your products in an attempt to get sales. That's cutting into your profit margin and it's defeating the purpose of why you're trying to get them in the, first place when what you really need to be doing is putting your energy into these other numbers that we're talking about these conversion rates if i'm not converting then i need to figure out why am i not converting because if i'm getting all of this traffic and they're not turning into sales i need to figure out why if i'm not getting sales i need to figure out why let me put my money time and energy into to fixing this issue instead of thinking let me pay a brand ambassador a post and I'm only selling it for $20 because I'm trying to get her to get me more sales. And so you're looking at the wrong factors. And so that's all emotional. It's all of how it looks. It's all the vanity of it. Oh, I got these, I got this brain ambassador to, to use my stuff or to, promote my post or whatever and we're looking and I've, I've fallen victim to that so that's why I can speak to it as well you know what I'm saying like I got this person to wear this and do this and, and that will get me sales But really I was missing a whole nother issue things like my pricing needs to be priced effectively things like I need systems I need a process I need something to in place to ensure that I'm constantly generating potential customers and turning them into a customer regularly and consistently that's where you're efforts need to be focused at but you're cutting so much into your profit because you're buying followers you're oh. worried about the wrong thing
0: you worried about all these other things that don't really matter at the end of the day and the wrong followers you're just buying followers or you're going and you're advertising on people's pages or you're going to events and your clients aren't there people yeah can't have a, a hundred dollar product and go to a room of people that spend a dollar exactly room and pay attention to these events or places that you sign up for because a lot of times pop-up shops, they depend on you to bring the customers there. They don't necessarily advertise your business and have the customers there for you. They depend on all the vendors in the room to tell their people and to make the event happen. So you have to think about that. So you have to be strategic when you're showing up any place. You may not be in room to make money today, but if you're going in that room and you're not making money today, what are you taking away from that room? Are you taking Mm – are you building those relationships? Are you putting your business out in front of those people? And once you put your business out in front of those people, how do you nurture those relationships? Because, again, when we talk about that 20%, I read a book a while ago, and it says the top 1% of your customers, or the top 5%, will continue to sustain your business over and over again. And Mm -hmm. they will tell you, most of my clients have bought everything that I sell. So one client may start off with me at a thousand dollar price point, but before they're done, they've spent ten, twenty thousand dollars. Yeah, exactly. I've nurtured the relationship. I know my clients. I know what they need. I know how to help them, and I know how to move them along. And hopefully, we're moving them to what we need. I didn't try to offer them stuff at the beginning that they did not need. Did Mm they buy, sign up for all these programs that won't help them get where they need to be because they're not going to trust you? They're going to get frustrated. Hey right exactly
1: and that's why i'm so okay and that's that's where that emotion comes in at because i'm so okay with saying i can't help you but let me send you to latasha at that startup girl she can help you that's 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 not my lane because again that stuff matters um and and that emotional piece again i think people get so emotional in business much more than there's obviously an element to emotion to it because it's your you built it right but a lot of times people don't know how to separate themselves from the entity that is your business. It is still a separate entity. And so if you are, like you said, you want to make sure even when you're going to these pop-up shops, if you d- don't go forward looking for a bunch of sales, think about the opportunities to talk to people that could be your potential customers face-to-face, build those relationships, build those relationships with other vendors. But you also don't want to have a business that's 100% totally dependent upon you going to pop-up shops. If I can't go to a pop-up shop, I'm not getting sales. That's that's where we got a, a disconnect. All- kind of things those ambassadors those pop-up shops that is secondary to having a system that is going to work and work for you and that is all second secondary to that at that point you don't want to look at it like this gonna be a big money maker because if that's the only place that you're getting sales there's somewhere you need to there's something you got to fix another said that I really wanted to touch on was when it comes to being in the wrong rooms sometimes you're not priced right you're talking to you're priced right but you're talking to the wrong people and so you're scaring off those people who would pay more because for instance there are people like myself who don't play about our skin or don't play about our hair and if you too cheat I'm gonna say "Mm, you know what I don't trust that. And Mm -hmm. so sometimes you're you're priced so low, you're scaring off people who would gladly pay you more and you're in the wrong rooms with the wrong people in the wrong pop-up shop or in the wrong space and you have this brand that you built or these products or these prices that you built and you're in the wrong rooms. And so now you think it's something wrong with you or what you have to offer when really... You have not been strategic and you've been too emotional about the spaces that you're going to be in and you jumping at every single opportunity that's not aligned with what you actually want to achieve in your business or where you actually want to go. And that's why we got to take a step back and people got to separate. You know, yes, our businesses are our babies, right? They start off that way but you cannot run it that way forever. Why? Because just like a child, you got to let that baby grow. You got to let that child evolve. And and you got to learn to take a step back and let them grow up or you will stunt their growth by letting it and operating
0: in it in that space of, well, it's my baby and I'm so emotional and I got... I just, I just want to carry it and, and you don't because even in life and look at business as the circle of life, you start off carrying the baby, but at some point, the baby has to carry you. And mm-hmm. you know... Oh, they get elderly. You want your business to be able to support you at some point in life. And, yeah, honey, I like that. It's true. Yeah. And even like why am I broke and going back to where we said the IRS and you know running your business like a hobby at some point you started this business to make money. You didn't start it for any other reason other than to make money and maybe make money doing something that you love and having some time freedom. So don't continue to write off everything on your taxes because then how are you going to buy a house? How are you going to buy a car? So you have to price your business accordingly so that you are making money. And you don't have to show a negative on your tax returns. You want to show that you are actually earning business so that you can continue to grow and that you can continue to build. So I want to kind of wrap up, Fatima, but let's give them some takeaways as to pricing and making money uh, and profit in business and how to get over being just over broke in your business. Mm
1: -hmm. So I'll I'll say this one of the takeaways or if if they haven't learned anything from us is that know your numbers first and foremost know the right numbers and if you don't know what those numbers are get expertise seek out someone like myself or you to make sure that you understand just how important this is I, I don't want them to if anything People talk about price all the time, but I want to make sure that they understand the importance of how critical this is to where your business is is, is, and where you want your business to go. And it's so super critical that it is it is one of the most important elements of your business outside of knowing who you want to serve, specifically your branding, then there's pricing. Okay, and so you got to know what those numbers are and you got to face it head on right? Like you said, a lot of people are scared to kind of even address it or they don't want to deal with it or they don't know to deal with it. You need to get expertise because you're going to run your business in the ground. And I can speak to that because I've been there before myself, Mm -hmm. right? Like, been there so if you don't take anything else away i want you to take away the importance of pricing your products effectively the importance of thinking outside of your emotions in your business so that you can start thinking like a big business today and taking yourself out of that and understanding yes your business is a baby but like you said eventually you want that business to grow up and come back and take care of you the way that you've taken care of it and so it's only going to give you what you've put into it. So get the real help that you need if you don't understand this because if you just decide today, hey, I'm going to go up on my prices for Team and Natasha, you decide that today, you also got to decide to commit to all the other elements that come with justifying that to your audience. So I need you to know how important it is if you don't know anything else to make sure
0: that you are priced effectively. numbers. And I want to also say I know that Fatima has a worksheet, I heard about this worksheet that will let you know the real cost of doing business in your business. So you calculate calculating all the things, but even if you don't get a worksheet from Fatima or from myself, I want you to sit down and spend some time writing in all the things that go into being able to produce the product or service that you produce. Write them all down. How long does it take you to bottle up your packages? How long does it take you to research your to to research your packaging, your bottles that you need to get? How long does it take you to find vendors for business cards? How much time does it take you to actually make the product? If you're making cakes, how long does it take? How many ingredients have to go in the products? Because the ingredients are not the only thing that goes into your cost. hmm It all up your internet service, your Any subscriptions that you have monthly for business-related things. Anybody that you're paying for anything as it relates to your business. Add in some money for marketing. Add in some cushion for down. (laughs) You know, add in those monthly website costs, those domain names. Add in the cost of business cards if you want to. Add in if you're going to a meeting and you got to put on something nice-looking. Throw a little money in for that. Just think about every single thing that you can possibly think of that it takes you to be able to produce and present your product or service to the world. And before you add your price, before you pick a number, you need to have a sheet of paper or a computer in front of you with all of these things added up. Don't just wake up in the morning and decide I'm charging $50 for this. Don't do that. Do the math. Do the math. I agree. I agree. I
1: agree that's absolutely and and working with someone like your yourself or me is going to be pivotal and and critical for them and so for anybody who is watching that has a a business so for instance you help um, startups right so can you kind of tell them how if they want to work with you um, for those who may be watching for the first time on my page or so forth how can they like what is that process
0: Sure. So I'm going to go ahead and just reintroduce myself for those that came in later or those that don't know. Um, I'm Latasha Nicole. Um, A lot of people call me that startup girl. I do offer coaching for women in business who have businesses between zero and three years old. I am also I'm the actual owner of that startup group. And that startup group, we help businesses build better business. So, once you're past the zero to three years old, we also work with you to get your systems in place and to help you get um, government certifications. So, if you're ready to grow and you've already got all these systems down, you got your pricing right, and you're ready to do business with the government, we can help you get the certifications and the credentials in order to do that as well. You can follow me again at That Startup Girl on Instagram. My website for both businesses is thatstartupgroup.com. I would love to speak with you if you need to talk. Um, You can schedule a free Q&A call or you can go ahead and schedule a strategy session. If you know what you need and you're ready, I'm here to help
1: good good and so for those who have just joined because i know i'm being introduced to some of your your lovely um followers as well i am fatima barnes and i am a business strategist and i work with stagnant beauty brands um and really what i help them do is transform full notch over from being you know generic to being a premium brand helping them raise their rates so that they can actually start charging the right prices that they should charge, but then helping them build out a marketing machine and having a system that is going to work in the background for them 24 seven. And much like what we've talked about today, I really help with the pricing, but I help with all of the elements that go into it as well. um, So that you're set up with the proper foundation in your business to grow and have something that is going to pay you back in the long run. And so, are a beauty brand that's stagnant, a beauty or wellness brand. I, you know, if it's a product and it's a beauty and you want to add products or services, products to your services, or you have a beauty brand in general, and you feel like you've been stagnant in the same place, I can definitely help you, or at least I want to see if I can help you. So you can click that link in my bio and schedule a discovery call with me. And what we're gonna do on that discovery call is just see if we're a good fit and see if I even can help you and if I have any the right solution for you. Um, and then from there, we will be able to kind of talk business. So go ahead and click that link in my bio and schedule a discovery call if you want to talk about how I can help you um, with your pricing, if that sounds like
0: you. So so this was good. We've been on here long, yeah. ago, but this was good. <laughs> got something from it, um, definitely drop us a line. Let us know if you learned anything. You can either DM or inbox me or Fatima. Follow us both on both Facebook and Instagram. Uh, Go ahead and join that startup Girl society. If you're someone with a business between zero and three years old, that's on Facebook. I'd love to see you over there.
1: Otherwise, it's been great. Yes, it's been awesome. I really enjoyed it, and I hope that it helps them today. So we will be collaborating again in the future, I'm sure. Like I said, if I can't help them, I'm always like, let me send you over that way. And um,
0: vice
1: if she can help you and and vice versa. So I really, I definitely appreciate that as well. So I look forward to networking with you, you know, collaborating with you in the future. Agreed. Thank you, ladies.
0: So how was it? Did you guys enjoy the episode? Did you get those gems that we dropped? I hope you got some good information. I hope you got something that changed your mind. I hope you got something that is going to make you really think about your pricing and help you set your pricing the correct way. And I hope you got something that's going to make you set measurable long-term goals in your business if you need help, if you still find that you need help and you're not ready with saying pricing and you're still unsure and you're still shaky, we're here to help. You can definitely find me on Instagram at that startup girl, and you can find Fatima Barnes that I am Fatima Barnes. She is on Instagram as well and If you get to our Instagram pages, you can definitely click the links in our bios to go to our respective websites. I am That Startup Girl. You can go to thatstartupgirl.com and learn more. Again, thanks for listening in and I will catch you guys next episode. Talk to you soon. Bye.